0: Danny Danko Comfy Show You How It Go. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on High Times Radio, presented by High Times Magazine.
1: Oh, All right, welcome to episode number 96 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko. And uh, yeah, Mike, this is it, episode 96. We're doing it. There's no turning back now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, and this one's interesting. It's uh, This is a live taped uh, episode that we did. In Northern California, with the Waldo's, these are the guys who uh, basically initiated the original concept of four twenty. And since it's just just past seven ten, we thought we would uh, revisit this this uh, recording of yeah. this episode.
2: It's the, it's the wrong uh, cannabis holiday, but uh, we figured since we we're you know just celebrating seven ten, we <laughs> might as well talk about
1: four twenty. Yeah. and the seven ten is are, the new four twenty. Yeah, and the Waldo's are the guys who right like they invented it
2: yeah it's a really interesting story and they'll tell it better than we could so um we're gonna have that for you but it was pretty cool that we we got the waldos in their backyard in northern california at the uh norcal cup yeah and uh, they sat down with us for about 45 minutes and painstakingly explained every aspect of
1: 420 (laughs) absolutely and yeah that whole kind of like um you know Grateful Dead uh kind of vibe that family vibe that they have up there is very interesting and uh and yeah these guys uh you know they explained basically how they came up with the concept of 420 and how they spread it amongst their their crew and then that got out to you know Grateful Dead scene and high times and yeah, now but it was interesting,
2: big... because we were in Northern California, we had the Waldos who started this, We Were High Times, which helped spread it, and Phil Lesh was actually at the event, and uh, the Grateful Dead scene also
1: helped spread 420, That's so it right. was all kind of perfect. Yeah, it was a, a, a confluence of it was, sorts. It was. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm off to Amsterdam, I'm actually there now, uh, as you're hearing this, but not as I speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i'm off to the cannabis cup in amsterdam that should be a, a, a good time hopefully i'm having fun over there right now i bet you are <laughs> i think i am yeah <laughs> but um but if you still or
2: perhaps you're in uh, europe and you want to go to this cannabis cup uh, go to cannabis check it out there's still tickets available you could meet danny danko
1: <laughs> yeah so i'll that's be over cool, there i guess yep I'll be over there, and uh, we got some great musical guests lined up at the Milkwag, and we'll be there every night, and we'll be doing the award show Sunday night, so hopefully uh, people will be tuning in. I'm sure there'll be some Instagramming and Facebooking and Twittering.
2: Probably all of those. We should also say... Yes, Snapchats will be (laughs) happening. You you might have noticed that uh, the shows the last two weeks have mostly just been live recordings, and we're, we're really excited to bring those to you. But it's also been a bit because we've been running around and Dan's heading to Amsterdam and all the events that we've been doing. So next week, we're going to return to our sort of a normal show format. So if you have questions, uh, please send them to us. Freeweed at HighTimes.com. You could also get us on Twitter. He's at Danny Danko. I'm, uh, what am I, at Mike G underscore HT. And uh, we're going to return to those questions next week. So get them to us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll do uh we'll get back to you know cultivation heavy shows. Uh this one is about four twenty and it's the Waldos explaining the whole history in Northern California. So uh stay tuned, stick around, and enjoy. All right, you guys. Obviously if you're listening to the show you want to grow. And if you really want to grow, you should get your, your hands on a BC Northern Lights grow box. You can check them out at bcnorthernlights.com. They are a beloved sponsor of the show. They make incredible grow boxes that are solid, built to last, uh, harvest a lot of weed out of. And you can contact them seven days a week at 888-236-1266. Check them out at bcnorthernlights.com. Be sure to tell them that the Free Weed podcast sent you and Danny Danko sent you from here. And uh, there's special deals that they're offering for our listeners only. So check them out, bcnorthernlights.com. And thank you to them for sponsoring the show.
2: All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Thanks for coming out to a a live recording of Free Weed, the uh, podcast. We have a great seminar for you today. Uh, You probably have heard the term 420 at this point. I think we all have. Uh, You might have thought it was some sort of code for police or something else, but we're going to get to the real story. We're going to uncover the truth, and it's the perfect event to do that because not only do we have the Waldos, but we also have Phil Lesh and the Grateful Dead and High Times Magazine all play a role. So we're going to get really, really deep into that. Um, My name is Mike Janakis. I'm the editor-in-chief of High Times Magazine. And with me here is the senior cultivation editor for High Times. Let's have a warm welcome for Danny Danko.
1: Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Uh, It's truly an honor to be here in Northern California. This is really the birthplace of American cannabis culture and worldwide, You know, cannabis culture. People have been growing here for many generations. People, uh, you know, have been smoking and consuming cannabis here for a very long time. And so a part of that tradition uh, has been, you know, people getting together to consume cannabis. And we are honored to have uh, the Waldos here. These are the guys who basically created the 420 phenomenon, the whole. Uh, idea of how we all celebrate 420 now. And I should remind you that in two years, 420 will last a whole month. <laughs> yeah. We'll have 420 for a whole month, which, yeah. <laughs> which is going to be very exciting. So Let's with, hear it for the Waldos. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it for the Waldos. And uh, this all starts a long time ago, and I'm going to let uh, Waldo Dave and... Uh, Waldo Steve. Waldo Steve tell a little bit about the origins of the story because it's very interesting. It starts with like a treasure map and uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a lot of interesting twists and turns to the story, but let's start at the beginning. Um, you guys are basically high school buddies, right? Yeah, we go back. Uh, I've known Mark since second grade. Uh, you guys know.
0: I've, you... Known, I've known Steve since 1969.
3: Yeah, I mean, so we, all, we... all middle school and beyond. So yeah,
0: even before
1: high school, so middle school buddies. We're still all close buddies. (laughs) That's great.
0: We were seekers back then. We would do all these weird trips and go and meet weird people and go weird places. We actually
4: kept, kept I kept a log of these weird, unusual trips. You would do something like, one day I was thinking, I've never walked across the Golden Gate Bridge. And it occurred to me, well, maybe there's some way to walk out underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. So we got stoned and we climbed out on the girders underneath the Golden Gate Bridge. There's these painter's nets that keeps the painters from dying. And we'd be jumping in the painter's net like trampolines, you know, stoned out of our minds. Uh, I think about 50 years later, we were out of our minds. But every week, we'd figure out something new, interesting to do.
0: And uh, after a while, I, you know, I said, hey, Steve, these, these trips are kind of like a safari. So why don't we call them safaris? So every week, we challenge each other to come up with a new safari.
1: One of these safaris, uh, I believe, led to... Uh, well, but before we even get into that, where, where did Waldos come
2: from? Just the, uh, uh, the term...
4: We hung... There was a wall on our high school campus where we used to all sit there, and these guys were all jokesters. We'd sit there and just, to ourselves, not to people's faces, we'd do impersonations of everybody and impressions, and we hung out on the wall. So we were the Waldos. Waldos, all right. There was a, <laughs> we'd be there in between
1: classes. We didn't really hang out there after school. And and somebody had a relative who spoke of some sort of mystical pot garden or something like that. Oh, no,
0: that's another fallacy. But uh, oh, okay. Uh, All uh, right. There's a million. Uh, this is this is how it started. You know, we're sitting on the wall one day, and Steve shows up, and he'll he'll fill you in here.
4: Okay, so I'm sitting on the wall, and this fellow, a friend of mine, Bill McNulty, comes up to me, and he goes, he goes, hey, my brother's in the Coast Guard out at the Point Reyes Peninsula. And these guys in the Coast Guard, they're growing weed. And for some reason, they think their commanding officer is going to bust them. And they don't want to get busted. So these Coast Guard guys said, we don't want to get busted. Hey, here you guys, you and your friends, you can pick this weed. They made a map for us of where it was. And we're like, yeah, free weed. I mean, Dave's really excited. I mean, 16-year-old
0: kids and someone's giving you free weed. It's a no-brainer. We're all, okay, we're on. So... We decided to meet after school that day at 4.20 p.m. at the statue of Louis Pasteur on the campus of Santa Fe High School. And we toked up there and then we hopped in Steve's 1966 Chevrolet Impala with a killer eight-track stereo with the little lights on it. It had a blue light and a green light and an orange light and a red light. And if you were in the back seat with all that smoke, it was like a little psychedelic light show. So, <laughs> We, we toked up all the way out there, and we get out there, and we started searching.
4: Uh, school let out around 3 o'clock or so. It was a flexible schedule, yeah. 3, 3.20. Uh, Jeff over there, he was a uh, manager for the football team.
0: He's also mute. He doesn't talk.
4: <laughs> and Larry here, he was on the football team. So they had like a football practice for an hour. So we decided to meet at the statue of Louis Pasteur at 4.20. What year would you put that as approximately? 71. 71. And we would remind each other in the hallways. Uh, whenever we see each other, we go, 420 Louis, like we're meeting. So 420 Louis is our secret code.
0: And so we use that code. Uh, we'd remind, in ensuing weeks, we'd remind each other in the hallways, going to different classes, 420 Louis? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was a signal to meet after school, get high, and go search for the patch. So we continued this on for like, you know, two or three weeks. And then we realized, hey, we're not finding the patch, but we're on a different kind of journey now. So we dropped the Louis part and used 420 as a code uh, that we could use around our teachers, cops, parents, and nobody knew what it was.
1: (laughs) Now, lots of crews, lots of people um, have, you know, kind of their little hidden secret language or their, you know, uh, inside jokes and slang kind of terms that they use amongst themselves. But this obviously grew into a phenomenon, and and really, uh, to what do you attribute the fact that it went from, you know, you guys as a a small group?
4: It went to the class behind them, the class behind them, went off to college, used it with our college classmates who were from different cities, and then there's the connection with the Grateful Dead. Dave?
0: Yeah, my brother Patrick has known Phil Lesh for about 50 years, they're pretty good friends, and... uh, Back in 1974, when The Dead took a hiatus from performing for a couple of years, uh, Phil started a couple of side bands. One was called Too Loose to Truck, and the other one was called Seastones, and Patrick hired me as a roadie. So I was uh, backstage using 420 and getting high with guys like David Crosby and Phil and Terry Haggerty and all these guys. And also there's another connection through The Grateful Dead uh, through Mark over here, Mark Gravage's dad. Mark? And my father was a realtor in Marin County and somehow we got hooked up with the management and sold houses to some of the Grateful Dead members. And this was back in this was back in uh, seventh grade. We'd get backstage passes to Winterland. Does anyone remember Winterland? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'd be and we'd invite some of the other Waldos and we'd be backstage at Winterland with my dad you know, Grateful Dead shows. So we were, you know, we were getting, we were hanging backstage a lot of shows, having a lot of fun, and using our little code, and as Steve said, you know, generations after us, his younger brother, and following students. So one day, Steve and I are out in Arizona in the middle of nowhere, hiking about 20 years ago, and we see this tree out in the middle of nowhere, and we go up to this tree, and it there's 420 carved in it. We're all hey, uh, there's something going on here. And uh, that's when, uh, about the time Larry Larry Schwartz, Waldo Larry called Steve and told him about this. Uh, yeah. About, uh, what, what were you seeing, Larry? I just gave uh, Steve a call one
3: day, and I said, I go, can you believe this stuff, man? I go, it's everywhere. I go, we got we to tell the true story, though, because every story I told Steve we heard was not the correct one, so... Steve had the idea of getting a hold of High Times magazine and tell them the real story.
4: Yeah, I I wrote uh, a letter to High Times, and it got to the editor-in-chief then, uh, Stephen Hager. And he was like, uh, he he told the staff there, and they're like, ah, come on, this is bullshit. So he he emails me back. He's like, do you guys have any proof? I go, yeah, we actually have physical evidence proof. The whole staff was like, you're out of your mind. You're chasing a, a dream. And he came out here, he spent a couple of days with us, and we, we started showing him all our different pieces of physical evidence that we have. Uh, you want me to go into that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like to, uh, the
0: evidence we have is you know letters like I wrote to Steve and letters he received and uh, a boutique flag with 420, and they're all kept in a vault at um, Wells Fargo in San Francisco, and believe it or not, the address is 420 Montgomery Street.
4: <laughs> so, uh, so we're in high school. This uh, friend of a friend, this gal, found out we were doing all these weird things. We're going on these weird adventures, these safaris. We're using 420, and nobody knew what it was. She thought it was cool, so she had, a, had to do something for arts and crafts. She had to make a flag. So she made this Batik flag. It says 420. It has a marijuana leaf, and we have it to this day. I mean, we even have her school records to show the class, you know, that, that she made it in. And uh, again, it shows the meaning of it. And then she wrote me a letter. I went away to college. She writes me a letter and it says, how's the 420 flag? And of course, it's got a 70s postmark on
0: it. He kept the letter. And you know, people say, how can you save all this stuff? It's not, it's not that he's saving stuff. He's too lazy to throw it away.
2: <laughs> so, so going back just a little bit before Steve, what, what was that first moment when you guys realized this was something bigger than just... Was it the tree? Was it seeing it there? No, was there... There,
4: Larry had called me and he said... There's hats everywhere. There's T-shirts everywhere. It's it's starting to get all into. The, they're slipping into the movies everywhere, and that's when I figure we we I pick up a hitchhiker. Hey, do you know what 420 means? And they'd come off with some weird story, and I go, No, that's not it. And, and you know the, you know there's many many yeah. Let, let's hear what are teri- some of the,
2: the, the let's let's do a little well debunking. the police code the one is is, code. is a big yeah. one the I heard police that
1: code. and you mentioned hats. It's funny. Before I worked for High Times, I've been at High Times. 17 years now before that my job was at headcase hemp hats we made hemp baseball hats Mm -hmm. and we made 420 hats the the, with the road you know the road sign 420 we had a graffiti one yeah we would look in the back of high times we'd see the the hemp 100 or the pot 40 or whatever it was called back then 420 was always there and we'd see it there we'd see it there like we should put that on a hat and nobody had any sort of trademarks or patents or anything, so we just yeah. put it on hats, and they sold like hotcakes. It was like yeah. this secret code. And again, we would hear, okay, well, it's uh, police code for marijuana smoking yeah. in progress. Yeah, that, that, we heard, that's the we heard that common. that's how many ingredients there are in marijuana or something, or how many you know cannabinoids or chemical compounds. So yeah, let's hear some yeah, of well, these. well,
4: the most common one is that it's a police code, and there's no police code in California. Anything having to do with marijuana, it's, there's no... no
0: However, uh, the medical marijuana bill passed in 94 is AB 420, SB 420, the Senate bill.
4: (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, in California, to be busted by, to transport it, to sell it, anything, it's it's all like five, six-digit codes separated by uh, a decimal mark. Uh, uh, So it has nothing to do with that. Then there's Jerry Garcia, what is it, died at 420. That's bullshit. Uh, (laughs) You know, there's... Uh, yeah, Hitler's birthday had nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. so it wasn't also. Hitler's birthday. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the it. number of chemical constituents in, in THC—that's bullshit. Uh,
1: you know, they're coming up with new ones every year. Yeah. <laughs> and now, what does uh, Mount the mountain have to do with it? Also, Mount Tamal.
4: Well, at one uh, point,
1: we didn't start
4: this. Uh, you know, we we're into 420. We got 420. Then somehow, 420 April twentieth. A bunch of people, students, started going up on Mount Tam. I think I even went up there some years. And uh, kind of started there, people
1: gathering for 420. Nice. Yeah, and uh, another thing that Steve Hager uh, would do in, at, in Amsterdam at the Cannabis Cup, he would have a 420 ceremony. Oh, yeah. And yeah. introduce people to it there. And there was even a 420 AM ceremony. Oh, I went
0: to the cup in 2007. Okay. And, and, yeah, it was fun because what's the name of that hotel that the crew stayed in?
1: Well, sometimes the American. Lucky the American, wore, yeah, up. with that
0: clock downstairs. Right. The big deal there was to stay up till 4.20 a.m. <laughs> as well as 4.20 p.m.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. I went to a Hagar ceremony. There was more weed than I've ever seen, I think.
4: <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't bring this up. I, uh, this is kind of well-known. Uh, one of the reasons we need a secret code to talk about 4.20 is because Jeff over there His dad was a super high-level state narcotics officer.
1: (laughs) The plot thickens. (laughs) Yeah.
4: There's no more reason to need a code to keep quiet and to keep private your information than to have somebody that's very aware and very astute to what's going on. And yes, uh, my dad was one of those people, and yet I'm one of five kids, which all five partook at some point in time and still continue to at this day. But, yeah, we had to have some way. We needed our own way of secretly talking to each other. Was, I didn't your
0: dad, his dad used to bring home, you know, contraband in the back of his car and somehow it ended up in Jeff's pocket. <laughs>
4: more free weed. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, more free get, weed. Get the keys to the trunk and slip out and the waldo got, had dad bring it at home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you guys also have a collaboration now with lagunitas brewery let's talk a little bit about that right uh... uh
0: we have been making a beer with lagunitas for about six or seven years now it's called waldo special ale and um we we picked the hops about six years ago went up there picked out the hops that were the dankiest, most marijuana smelling hops and uh they've been making the beer ever since and it's getting stronger every year. So, uh,
1: you got to choose the hops for the beer and,
0: and we get free beer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. For life.
2: So is there, is there anything, uh, that you feel is still incorrect? Anything you want to sort of set the record straight out there uh, as far as the story is concerned?
0: Oh, I think we pretty much, you know, set the record straight now, but, uh, this year, I believe that uh, chemistry, you know, this is our first uh, big year for the Waldo's because we, we have partnered with a company named Chemistry over in Oakland, and we produced our first 420 Waldo's 1971 vape pen. And the best part about it is that all the 100% of the net profits go to charity of our liking, which is the Drug Policy Institute. Drug Policy Alliance. Alliance, sorry.
1: Drug Policy Alliance, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're having fun and and we're joking about this, but the real reason, and you you touched on this, the real reason why we had to have a secret code is because of marijuana prohibition and because of how much injustices there are because we choose to consume this flower, you know, cannabis. And uh, I'm sure, you know, you guys being, you know, NorCal people know people who have been locked up uh, you know nonviolent offenders who 've been locked up for cannabis there are hey, still yeah. people locked up and it 's very important and i 'm sure four twenty is even a code that 's used in in prisons as well I would imagine
4: it 's a, pri- a it 's a still it 's still a joke to us four twenty is a joke we still think it 's a joke it 's kind of a private joke for everybody I mean you kind of really can 't say it without Kind of holding back a smile or smiling. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty incredible though, because
2: every every group that gets together to smoke, they have their own little traditions, their own little codes, and and your private code that you guys use turned into this sort of international
1: uh, known pretty, thing. It's pretty right. funny. It's, yeah. it's, and it's real it? international. And also, what started as you know kind of a, a, a secret and a way to keep something secret and within a group actually has now become a celebration. Of cannabis and on 420 all over the world, people, you know, They're have these in. big smokeouts, and I, I've been to many. You know, obviously in in Denver and Boulder and and Mount Tam and uh, Hippie Hill in San Francisco on 420. I mean, that's our holiday now. I mean, it really is the the you know the New Year's the cannabis consumers' New Year's or Christmas and. And it, re- and it started, like you said, as, as a way to keep a secret. And, but the secret's out now. And it was tested, you know, with the uh, narcotics officer father. You guys did
2: the early <laughs> proof he, of concept. He always, and we
0: didn't know at the time we were creating history. We were just having fun. And, you know, that's the main thing about 420 is to have fun. That's what the walls are about. That's what we've always been about, having fun. So, and when you celebrate 420, uh, we just ask you to be kind to people and have some fun.
1: Also, we should mention, uh, you know, we talked about the role that High Times played in this and the role that sort of Dead Tour and their connection to uh, The Grateful Dead played in this. Are you guys excited for to see Phil here in, in, at the oh, Cannabis Cup? yeah, garden?
0: yeah. We, absolutely. He always puts on a great show.
1: And what was it like to be a roadie for him? I mean, you must have been in your early 20s.
0: I was 19. 19. And uh, Phil used to come over to my house and pick me up in his, in his car, and we'd go down to the hall to rehearse. <laughs> So imagine that you know. (laughs) We used to go to a place, uh, Club Front, Front Street, Front Front Street, Street. and we used to. They they had some basketball hoops outside this warehouse, and the Dead would rehearse in there, and we'd shoot baskets and get high and listen to them. It was a lot of fun.
1: I also want to mention uh, that there was a flyer that came out of that um, from Dead Tour, and it was Debbie Goldsberry uh, brought this flyer, and Steve Bloom they're the ones that sort of brought it to Hager's attention uh, at high times. uh, And that sort of uh, sparked in him the idea that, hey, there's something spiritual about this. Mm -hmm. There's, there's more to this than just a number and a code, but there's actually something that we magical. Yeah. There's something magical and we can, we can grab onto this and, and take this thing for a ride because uh, what we need as a culture are, are, is ways to get together and, uh, You know, social use, I think, is really the next frontier of legalization. It's all about
0: community. You know, uh, our friend Roger McNamee, he told us uh, about six months ago, we were with Roger, and he said, you know, the Grateful Dead have something called community, and you guys are unique because you guys have that kind of community also, with this whole thing evolving as it has.
2: Absolutely. Well, I'm sure that you guys probably have some questions that you'd like to ask the Waldos. So uh, who has a question here? Go Bulldogs, huh? yeah. Yeah. It's more right. of a statement, but yes, go Bulldogs. Anybody else? All right, right over here.
3: So gentlemen, Talking about uh, the community and where the Grateful Dead and you know, we go out to the west coast of Marin so much. It's just you know, it's, it's so wonderful that you guys paired with the dead and how this spread through you know, nationally and internationally. But that region where you guys come from, I don't think that gets touched on enough. Those roads that you were traveling you know, daily out there on the coast, how beautiful is that space? And how much fun you know, to have that as part of this story and how beautiful that area is and the community from the dead, San Francisco, West Marin is so wonderful. Yeah, and also the question. When did you guys decide to step out from behind the fog?
0: Uh, well, because I know
3: about six years ago, you know, we were taking pictures, and, you know, there was like, ah, let's not get the pictures released quite yet. I, I, right. can, I can answer that one. Yep. We, Jeff and I had kids that were younger. And, and so did so Mark. Mark did too. So usually around about five or six years later, we all discovered that they're all smoking weed too. So it didn't matter anymore. So we were kind of trying to protect them a little, and, uh, and that's why. So
0: and now they're out of the closet. And, and 420 is just the tip of the iceberg because we had all kinds of other terms and secret codes. Uh, if you go to our website, you can check out our hilarious backstory at 420waldos.com. But 420 is just the tip of the iceberg.
3: All right, we have another question right here. I, I, I uh, was first aware of you guys back in the uh, early 80s. And recently I, I heard a fellow who went to San Fe High. Debunking a person who claimed that the, uh, the map was the essential thing and it's still active. And that map's out there and you've just got to find it. I spent six years going out to find the, the, the
4: map maker. And, uh, it...
0: we, we, we went down to San Jose several times and had dead-end leads and then Steve hired a, a private detective and uh, we ran the guy down.
4: Yeah, he was living homeless on the streets of San Jose. So we got together with him, and we went It's actually on our website. We went out there and interviewed with him about, uh, you know, we finally met him. It's, that's kind of a long story. But uh, we don't have the original map, but he recreated it for us. So, yeah, we got all this stuff. Oh, I went and got his Coast Guard records, because people were saying we're full of shit. And uh, so I got his Coast Guard records to uh, document that he was in the Coast Guard, he was at Point Reyes in 1971, 166 pages of Coast Guard records.
0: We even have a roach from 1971.
1: <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, another question for the Waldos? I have a question, actually. Do you guys have any good Jerry Garcia stories uh, in honor of us I being... got a good
0: one. Uh, me and a charter Waldo, uh, John Roach. Remember, Larry, in 1987, we went down to uh, the Mountain Air Festival. And uh, that was in Calaveras County. And the dead were playing there with uh, Santana. And they had aerial airplanes, you know, doing acrobatics and all kinds of stuff. And we uh, we stayed at this. A friend of mine lived down there. And he was staying at this place called the Avery Ranch. And Avery Ranch is a big uh, group of houses. And it's a ranch, you know, with a big meadow on the top of this mountaintop. And you have to drive up. It takes you a good half hour to drive up there. And we after the show, we went up there and... Uh, we were going to spend the night, and all of a sudden, we see this huge banana helicopter flying in, and it, it was bringing in the Grateful Dead, and they landed there, and they all hopped out. And, you know, Bob Weir had his mountain bike. And, and so John and I are walking around, and there's Jerry sitting on one of the cabin's um, porch by himself. We're all, hey, how's it going? And we went over, and we started talking with him, and we, we asked him if he wanted to share a party favor, and we started getting high with him. And he was telling us stories about, uh, well, first of all, I said, well, Santana was great today. And he said, oh, yeah, well, I taught him everything he knows. He used to sneak into the Fillmore shows and steal all my licks. And he was just kidding. But we got high with him and hung out with him. And he was so, you know, cool, you know. That's a great memory for us. That sounds amazing.
1: Uh, aside from just the rise of 420, obviously a lot has changed uh, with cannabis, you know, as far as legalization goes and now California going wreck and all of that, how does it feel to sort of, uh, does it feel vindicating it, or? It, does... it, it's, a, it's a miracle. I mean, people are
4: already taking it for granted <laughs> that, that it's legal, even medical marijuana. I was coming back from the airport a couple of weeks ago and there's a big sign, you know, marijuana delivered. And, I just go, okay, I've seen that. And a few minutes later, I'm like, what the hell? Are you kidding? (laughs) Because back in our day,
0: it was total paranoia every day. Right. right. You know, everything you did was hiding and furtive movements and looking over your shoulder and hiding weed in your pants or whatever, you know. So 1974, and uh, we're getting high. We had uh, two or three of the Waldos, and a young woman was with us. We gave her a ride. We are going down to see The Tonight Show,
4: and... um, and go to Disneyland, go to, to, ride Disneyland. E- to ride every ride stoned, of course. So
0: we're driving down the highway, we're getting high, and all of a sudden, Steve, you know, the car is filled with smoke, and he says, there's a cop behind us. And everybody's like, what? We, or put that out. And we're, we kept smoking. And, and they said, there's another cop on the left side. And we're throwing the doobies out the window, but they're bouncing back in because they're up. And all of a sudden, there's another cop on the other side. And then there's a highway patrol in front of us, and they're pulling they pull us all over. And we're just freaking out. They
4: they all jump out of their cars and pull out their guns. They they come up to the window with their guns drawn. And we're all stoned out of our minds. And they asked
0: us for a driver's license. Steve rolls down the window, a big cloud of smoke goes out. Didn't phase his, uh, this cop. He just says, driver's license and identification. So he ran our IDs back at the car another 15 minutes later, came back, and says, okay, you can go. But the reason they pulled us over is they thought we were the SLA, and the woman was with us was uh, Patty Hearst.
2: Huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. True story. 100% true. <laughs> That's
4: awesome.
2: Well uh unfortunately we're going to have to to leave it there but we're so glad that you guys could share these stories with us and uh kind of explain the origins of 420 and uh we appreciate you being at this event with Phil Lesh
1: the Waldos here let's have
2: thanks a big for hand for the Waldos yeah. everybody
1: and always uh check out 420waldos.com thank you guys and thanks yeah, for thank clearing you. up uh you know any of that and uh You know, the future also has the number 710 involved in it now as well with the oil. So that's the new 420, they're saying. But, you know, 420, of course, will survive. And like I mentioned earlier, in in less than two years, it's going to be 420 for a month. (laughs) (laughs) That
4: guy's on board. All right. So
1: (laughs) enjoy that. Thank you very much, you guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks Thank you, Waldos. All right, so there you have it. Thank you for for listening, and that was the Waldo's in Northern California at our Cannabis Cup uh, in Sonoma County at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds in Santa Rosa. And uh, yeah, thank you to the Waldo's. Thank you to Jacques and Winstrong for the the tune at the top, and thank you to my co-host and producer Mike G. And thanks to you guys, BC Northern Lights. This is the wrap where we wrap it up with raw. Yes, so- we do. Thank you to Raw Papers. Thank you to BC Northern Lights. And thank you to you guys for listening. As always, uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Pippa, everywhere where podcasts are available, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, even Spotify, where we are now as well. Oh, we are? I didn't know that. We are. We are now on Spotify. So check us out there. Spread the word. Share the love. uh, Free the weed. And
2: and as we mentioned, we'll be back with the sort of the regular cultivation format next week. That's right. So stay tuned for that.
1: That's right. Episode 96. Put it in the
2: books.